When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Tyson Fresh Meats has issued a recall. Three ground beef products due to possible foreign matter contamination. The recall impacts more than 93,000 pounds of raw ground beef distributed throughout Texas. Uh, The ground beef products were recalled after customers complained about finding reflective mirror-like material inside the raw meat. (laughs) Nobody wants that. No one wants reflective mirror-like material inside their raw or cooked meat, for that matter. Now, there have not been any injuries or illnesses reported from consuming this beef. So the recall is out of an abundance of caution. But if you have a 10-pound hill country fair ground beef or a 5-pound hill country fair ground beef or a 5-pound H-E-B ground chuck ground beef, uh, you may want to, I don't know, look and see if you can see yourself with the mirror-like material inside. If you can, go ahead and take it back. If you can't, Eh, maybe you take it back anyway but it's only ninety three thousand pounds of ground beef so it's all good right right welcome welcome to chewing the fat so not only are we concerned about the recall of ground beef we know that the price of food is through the roof uh turkey is up 16 percent Uh, The list that I saw had eggs 43%, butter 34%, flour 25%, potatoes 15%. I mean, all of the pie crusts, pumpkin, and stuffing mix have all gone up. There's one uh, staple that uh, the price went down on, fresh cranberries. (laughs) So when you have the sliced up cranberries that look like a can on your table just know that that's the cheapest thing on the table okay all right good and don't worry about that ground beef it's thanksgiving go ahead and eat that turkey and we also found uh, speaking of ground beef uh, we also found that uh the researchers at the university of washington's institute for health metrics and evaluation Man, do I love them, the IHME. They released a title, a study titled Health Effects Associated with the Consumption of Unprocessed Red Meat. A Burden of Proof Study. The paper that was published in Nature Journal has declared that we found weak evidence of association between unprocessed red meat consumption 
and colorectal cancer, breast cancer, type 2 diabetes, uh, heart disease. We found no evidence of association between unprocessed red meat and a couple different strokes. So go ahead and eat that red meat as long as it doesn't have mirror-like substances in it. You know, also, um, we have civil asset forfeiture, and I saw a story about officers seizing $33,000 in unreported currency from an Egypt-bound man at Dulles Airport. And I thought, oh, it's just another civil asset forfeiture. Nope! It's just another way for the government to take cash. Now, you have to have a form from the U.S. Treasury Department to report your money okay so they didn't even they don't charge or they didn't charge this guy anyway uh he wasn't criminally charged he verbally reported to officers that he possessed twenty thousand dollars nope that was a lie thirty three thousand he had so we're gonna go ahead and we're gonna go ahead and seize it oh yeah we're gonna take your take your money but you can go ahead and get out of here oh that was nice of him so last month they are proud the cbp i love the u.s customs and border protection officers and they do a fine job but i just this just kind of thing kind of irks me uh last month they announced the seizure of two hundred and twenty-seven thousand five hundred and thirty-nine dollars in unreported currency from four groups of travelers Wow. So they claim they there's no limit on how much currency or other monetary instruments travelers may bring to or take out of the United States. However, federal law, 31 U.S.C. 5316, I mean, and who doesn't know federal law, 31 U.S.C. 5316, requires travelers to report all currency of $10,000 or greater to a CBP officer and a complete U.S. Treasury Department report of international transportation of currency or monetary instruments, the FINCEN 105. (laughs) And they give you a link to read more about currency reporting requirements. So that's great. Uh, CBP officers uh, give advice to travelers who maybe consider violating federal currency reporting laws the most important lesson uh to international travelers is that they can take from these seizures is to truthfully report this is what you can take from these seizures okay just remember this all right if you're going to be traveling over the holidays coming up on the holiday season if you're going to be traveling okay you need to be truthful and report all currency in their possession to the customs and border protection officers when you arrive to or leave the United States. It's less painful to complete out complete a simple form than it is to surrender all currency for violating U.S. currency reporting laws. Oh, well, isn't that special? It's so much easier for you to just tell us everything about yourself than it is for you to try to lie and get by. Because if you get by, we're taking your money. So agents have seized an average of $342,000 in unreported or illicit currency every day during 2021 along our nation's borders. Wow. So the consequences for violating U.S. currency reporting laws are severe. From missing a flight and interrupting vacation plans, seeing your currency seized, 
to facing potential criminal prosecution for bulk currency smuggling. No one wants that. Now, I would venture to say that $33,000 does not sound like bulk currency smuggling. But what do I know? I am not a CBP officer. I don't work at any of the ports of entry. I would love to talk to a CBP officer, though, and uh, find out if that's how much goes through. How much is actually documented that goes through? Because they're, I mean, hundreds of thousands of dollars are being seized. And it's just, now nah, we're going to take your money. Go ahead and get out of here, though. You've already got a plane ticket. You're not going to have any cash <laughs> when you get to where you're going. But you can go ahead and go. We're going to keep this right here. Wow. Just, wow. Hey, Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> uh, you told us you only had 20000 and you had 33000 So we're not just going to take the excess and leave you with 20000 that you told us you had. No, we're going to take it all because that's a lie. Wow. Okay. Thank you. Merry Christmas to you too. Happy Thanksgiving. You sure to tell the family I said hi. Wow. So I guess this new rule, speaking of the love of government, uh, I, uh, I guess this new rule is just in New Jersey, but it happens here in Texas, too. And as I'm looking through this story, they mention other states that it happens in, and they didn't mention Texas. So, shh, guess what? It doesn't happen in Texas. I don't know what I'm seeing. I must be someplace else. So the digital alerts that uh debuted uh, you know they, they have the electronic signs along the high the interstates now and the highways and they all put you know they have amber alerts and silver alerts and everything that you're supposed to be looking at but now uh, a lot of places put up uh you know funny stuff like uh get your head out of your apps and mashed potatoes not your head uh stuff like that well the federal highway administration has instructed new jersey to cease posting these creative safety messages wait what yeah uh, it's aware of the changeable message signs and uh we don't we know didn't we don't want to comment on why jersey was told to stop using the messages but yeah you have to be more straightforward none of the none of the we'll be blunt don't drive high no we can't have that wait what i know hold on to your butts help prevent forest fires that's getting your eye now maybe that's the problem maybe they don't want it to catch our eye maybe they just want it to be reinforced the message of don't drive drunk reinforced into our brains instead of something that's kind of funny um i know that uh what's her face uh this mary beth karachi c-a-r-a-c-c-i whose uh family has moved uh, she owns this south jersey driving school in moorestown which i'm sure is a beautiful south jersey driving school she claims she's not a fan of sarcasm but any sign that reminds us to think about being better drivers is okay with me thank you mary beth thank you south jersey driving school i knew you were great so you're not going to see those signs in new jersey anymore don't cruise boozed hocus pocus drive with focus (laughs) we'll be blunt don't drive high Hold on to your butts. Help prevent forest fires. Be a deer. Watch for wildlife. Get your head out of your apps. (laughs) 
It's just clicks. Wear your seatbelt. Slow down. This ain't Thunder Road. Nice car. Did it come with a turn signal? Those are cute. And I, I, I do see these uh, similar to this in Texas. Shh. But uh, it's kind of sad that the government doesn't have a sense of humor and doesn't understand sarcasm. But that's Elon's thing, too, right, on Twitter. He doesn't understand sarcasm. He doesn't like it because he doesn't understand it. I get it. It's part of his deal. So, you know, okay, whatever. Just remember, okay, on behalf of Pennsylvania highways and chewing the fat, only Rudolph should drive lit, plan a sober ride. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink, not alcoholic beverage. <laughs> Desperately. So we've all seen the shows where, you know, it's the dating game and they have a girl or a guy with multiple girls and a girl with multiple guys and they ask you know hey what would you do if uh to uh you know to date me so i see this one uh posted and i'm not sure what show or what youtube channel this was a part of but it has one girl talking to about four guys and she wants to know uh what they would do and she's asking them questions to figure out who she's gonna choose to go out with and i love the guy's answer if we had a fight how would you make it up to me contestant number one hey how are you i missed you um, so i would gaslight you into <laughs> you thinking you're the problem and then i would Never abuse mind. you emotionally to you get to a point where you only get satisfaction from me and if i tell you you look good or anything like that and then i would start slightly treating you better so you'd think i'm changing <laughs> And then I w- it would be this off and on until you're almost hooked for life. And I'm like, almost like a drug to you where even when you're not around me and we break up, like you're yearning for me like nicotine. Oh, and if that doesn't work, I'd get uh, go to a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Great answer. Okay. All right. Who are you most attracted to? The first one, the black jacket. Number one. Fight, yeah, baby. Would- Number one. That's who she chooses. It was a great answer. So just remember that. The next time uh, you get asked a question, male or female, tell them, uh, what would you do if you do, you know, make me happy? How would we do it? Just give them the worst case scenario and then, or I just, you know, ask you out for coffee. You're in. So wait, the American Music Awards aired last night too if you're listening live today is the 21st of november 2022 so yesterday obviously was the 20th and the american music awards were on as well wow okay so we had the american music awards we had uh the third episode of yellowstone we had the final episode and extravaganza on amc with the walking dead we had tulsa king drop on uh paramount plus we had in uh the american music awards were on abc and then we also had uh disney plus airing an elton john concert live last night so a lot happening and a lot happening last night uh the walking dead was awesome 
uh and i say awesome there i you know there's a few things that i have issues with but we'll get into that on talking walking dead for those of you that uh have listened to that thank you very much jason buttrell and my son maximus along with myself uh will break down uh the final episode of the final airing of the walking dead in a talking walking dead so if you're a subscriber to this podcast you know when that podcast drops because <laughs> it's it's called talking walking dead but it's under the chewing the fat banner <laughs> uh, so you'll be able to listen if you want to so artist of the year at the amas uh take a step i'll give you two guesses now it's not adele taylor swift good guess though did you see i see where adele uh at her concert everybody was all warm she's finally showed up in vegas to do a show ah you know i'll do it now and uh, the end of the show was uh this glitter comes down from the stage and then she disappears i don't know how she does that but i will say that it brought back memories of when uh what's his face fell on stage smashed his rib cage he came back but it won't be long before adele has a little accident i don't want it to happen but i'm just saying that it's possible it does and when it does it's everybody's gonna be freaking out but i'm just telling you that uh i watched post malone fall and it was a hard fall he fell through a hole in the stage and uh you know they hauled him off and then he came back but uh, wouldn't surprise me to see adele make that same mistake i know i know new artist of the year dove cameron oh man i dove cameron i love that collaboration of the year elton john and dua lipa cold heart yeah that's a really good song remember and dua was just in the news she had a big issue with tickets at a show my people were trying to get in to see her and couldn't get in because the internet was down so all the people who had tickets on their phones couldn't get into the show (laughs) i don't worry about it though you're fine they were just we're just strand fans outside yeah i know Ticketmaster is a problem oh man do i hate Ticketmaster? those bastards but uh don't never mind the apps where you've got your uh you've got your ticket uh on the app and the app doesn't uh open up at the venue so you know there were fans were digging through their emails looking for confirmations security was then checking each one that works great at a concert with thousands of people ha <laughs> that works wonderful uh, the opening acts and the stars coming up but i'm stuck out here looking for an email that i didn't know i needed to keep because i have it on the app but it, that's the way it that's the way it goes all right so uh congratulations to elton and duo favorite touring artist this one's kind of weird because uh the uh nominees were bad bunny coldplay ed sheeran elton john rolling stones now um favorite touring artist i mean elton's been touring for a thousand years he's on his final tour the stones have been touring for eight thousand years ed sheeran is getting up there although ed and bad bunny are probably the two youngest and the winner is coldplay i know weird taylor wins favorite music video harry styles finally pulled off something for his male pop artist favorite female pop artist yeah taylor swift 
Uh, favorite pop doer, duo or doer? <laughs> favorite pop duo or group, BTS. Favorite pop album, Taylor Swift. Pop song, male country artist, Morgan Wallen. Favorite female country artist, Taylor Swift. So congratulations. And man, I am bummed I missed it on ABC. Speaking of ABC, uh, Disney is back in the news again because Bob Iger is back. Ladies and gentlemen, yes, Bob Chapek, you've been ahead of Disney and shares have fallen more than 40%. And you have been uh, part of a reorganization of the company, which established new division called Disney Media and Entertainment. And we can't get enough of getting rid of you we can't get enough of getting rid of you and so have a nice day bob Iger, come on down we're gonna bring you back sure you're in your 70s sure you've retired but you let us at our greatest prosperity for 15 years so we want you back and uh, you're in charge now <laughs> okay so i mean i thought Iger picked Chapik, but he apparently he never liked him and uh Chapik was you know agonizing no question but Iger was the one that started all the stuff and he was there and got it i mean he he was at the helm when disney was buying up everything and taking care of everything so they bring him back and he'll make a couple of moves and he'll be the he'll be the favorite son of the world because he back in charge of disney yay another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So who died today? Who died today? Jason David Frank died at the age of 49 and you ask yourself who is jason david frank he's the white ranger from the power rangers my friend all right <laughs> uh, it's morphin time the martial artist and he died here in texas the great state of texas he was an actor and a martial artist now he uh I mean, he was awesome as the uh, White Ranger. And then they had the big star uh, for the Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was uh, the Green Ranger. And then the Green Ranger turned into the White Ranger. Was, I mean, my I had every Transformer, not Transformer, every Power Ranger. I now have my, you know, a huge collection. And I say mine. Uh, my wife and my son have this huge collection of transformers but my oldest son was power rangers uh, it's morphin time and i had all the zords and as they grow together <laughs> so uh 
very sad that uh, Walter Jones, and it says here that he died by suicide at the age of 49. Very sad. Very sorry to hear that. Um, it's always sad when someone decides that suicide is the only way out. I just, it's tough to get through it. Anyway, Jason David Frank, dead by suicide at the age of 49. It's morphin' time. So he's not dead yet, but he's taking some time off because he's concerned about his risk of Alzheimer's. Chris Hemsworth has decided that uh, after filming a confronting episode about death on his new Disney Plus docuseries, Limitless, the actor will take a good chunk of time off with his wife and their three children. The Thor star, Chris Hemsworth, discovered he is genetically predisposed. I can't even speak. The star discovered he is genetically predisposed. I can't even say that word. Predisposed. (laughs) Wow. Genetically predisposed to Alzheimer's, causing him to confront his own mortality while filming the show. And through testing, he discovered he is one of only 2 to 3% of people with two copies of the gene APOE4. Hemsworth is between 8 and 10 times likelier to develop Alzheimer's than the general population. Okay. He reacted to the news of his own predisposition to Alzheimer's by cultivating a healthier lifestyle. He revealed he's going to be taking a break from acting and spend time with his family after discovering he's at risk of Alzheimer's. Okay, well, we all should be lucky enough to be able to do that. Uh, And we all, I mean, that's what they always say, right? We should all be lucky enough to not want to change anything at the time that we find out we're going to die. Now, do you want to know if you're predisposed to Alzheimer's? I I guess, kind of, I guess. I don't know. It's so weird. Do you want to know? If, if you could know when you were going to die, do you want to know? Most of the time, the answer is no. Uh, but you should, you know, live your life. And I'm as guilty or more guilty than anyone else of not doing this. But you should live your life where you're doing and doing everything you want to do. Uh, telling the people that you love that you love them spending time with the people that you love and that if you were to find out hey you're gonna die in a week or a year then uh you didn't wouldn't want it we won't want to change anything because you're already doing it i mean that's the way to live chris is going to be able to do that he did not get a death sentence i might add by the way he just he's predisposed i mean what's your face cut off her breasts because she was predisposed for breast cancer oh uh, okay yeah uh, angelina jolie she was predisposed she found out she carried the brca1 gene mutation that puts her at increased risk of developing breast cancer so she got her breasts removed i mean uh, okay i guess good for you just i don't know seems a little much 
But Chris is back in Australia. He's arrived down under. He's been wrapping up reshoots for Extraction 2 in Prague. He's got uh, whirlwind promotional visits uh, for Limitless. And so he's, you know, doing the docus. I mean, he's doing okay. And he's able to take that extra time off to be with his family. We'll see how long that lasts. We'll see how long that lasts. Until he comes to the realization, you know, I know I'm predisposed, but I'm doing everything I can to be better, so I might as well continue making movies and earning millions of dollars. Yeah, let's go ahead and do that. So, Houses of the Hoity-Toity. I'm reading a story about this historic southern manor home just outside of Nashville, and I guess it was owned by Tim McGraw and Faith Hill, and it's been lived in and owned by several big stars. Uh, the main house features three bedrooms, four bathrooms, a master suite with a fireplace, an eat-in kitchen, uh, six different fireplaces, centers around a sweeping staircase that served as a setting for McGraw's My Little Girl video. And then uh, Beechwood Hall is also where McGraw and Hill filmed their video, I Need You. All right, the property is uh, an important part of Civil War history. We can't have that. Uh, It's all in the area of the Battle of Franklin. Uh, The entire area is rife with historic sites. So Beechwood Hall is one of the largest and most preserved structures that survived the war. It is entered into a National Register of Historic Places, and it's even uh, further historical significance to country music. Uh, Hank Williams purchased the property in 1951. Uh, It was, I don't know, a couple years before he died. Apparently, he didn't ever live there. McGraw Hill purchased the main residence, several other structures, and the 750 acres, and they sold uh, 131 acres in 2015. Okay, now the couple, there you go, they sold the remaining 620 acres in 2021 for $15 million, which included Beechwood Hall, as well as the 12-stall stable barn, storage building, two caretaker homes, restored log cabin, two guest houses. So Tim and Faith didn't want anything to do with it anymore. They sold the property to this BKDM Partners, this investment group, who said yeah we're not we're buying it uh there's no way we would want to develop that property you must be out of your mind we're thrilled to own it so we've got an eye on conservation (laughs) that's what we have that's we're bkdm partners (laughs) okay and we're looking at conservation are you though because uh, right now it's looking like we're going to go ahead and knock that bad boy down. <laughs> uh, I, I, I can't believe that they're going to allow this to happen, to be honest. But in today's world, it has to do with the, uh, you know, the Confederacy and, uh, you know, we, we've got to get rid of it. Right. So apparently after they purchased the property, they just opened the doors and let it alone. Oh, Okay, so we're not you're not fixing it up or anything? Well, you know, we're slowly dismantling it from the back doors being left wide open and yeah, we've we've been trying to fix it up, but we just we just can't do it and now it's so run down that uh well we're just gonna have to we're just gonna tear it down. That's what we wanna do. We wanna just tear it down. 
Wait, what? Yeah. So now there's a petition to halt the demolition process. Good. There should be. There's a petition to uh, save Beachwood Hall, and it absolutely should be saved. It's a, you know, it's one of those southern mansions that uh, nobody wants to be a part of anymore. And all the cottages and everything, nobody wants to be a part of those anymore. But it's beautiful, and it's a historic site in Tennessee. And they're just going to allow this investment group to come in and tear it down? Yeah, let's just tear it down. Okay, look, we tried to fix it up. We told you we had an eye on conservation. Somebody left the back door open. We forgot to check it. We've been driving around. Things are starting to fall apart. I don't know what happened. We're just going to have to tear it down. Oh, okay. Go ahead. So we've talked a bunch about uh, the fine line between restaurants and food service and what we want to know and what we don't want to know. And I talk about, we've talked about run down the list of when restaurants get bad reports and, uh, you know, what it's like for cleanliness and what we can take and what we can't take. Well, the Jacksonville Jaguars at their home stadium uh has now been reported for 150 incidents of rodent droppings uh they found dead rodents and 129 health violations at the jags home stadium now the thing is all right so for sure there's going to be rats we all know that i know and it's not you know i you just have to keep it as clean as possible. It's a big stadium. When are you going to keep every rat out? <laughs> uh, so I'm just saying that the company that runs the concessions at TIAA Bankfield issued a statement uh, saying that uh, the highest standards in food service and has strict policies to ensure compliance with all applicable food service and standard regulations, a team of health inspectors spent the day on November 6th inspecting the food service locations during a live event with more than 62,000 fans. Our managers worked closely with health inspectors during the visit, and most of the violations identified were rectified immediately or within 24 hours. Furthermore, we are working to resolve the clerical error that led to a lapse in licenses for two of our concession stands. Okay, big deal. The other locations listed in a report as having licenses lapsed were not in operation at the time of the inspection. So, okay, big deal. Uh, that That's little stuff, right? Those are those are violations that they're talking about. Big deals taken care of. What are you doing? You're writing me violations on this. All right, stop. So, uh, apparently, these inspections, uh, TIAA Bankfield ranked 27 out of 30 with the highest rates of high level. What are the others? Which ones are bad? Hold on, the Jaguars, this just talks about the Jaguars having a bite. Well, I want to know what the other stadiums are. Okay, here's a report from ESPN's Outside the Lines. They pulled 16,000 food safety inspection reports from the 111 stadiums across North America. They looked at the number of high-level violations or those that presented clear food poisoning concerns at each vendor in the stadium. 
Venues were then ranked based on the percentage of outlets that had these issues with their food safety. Now, this was, I don't know, what, a couple of years ago? 2018. Okay, so, you know, some of these could be cleaned up by now. Uh, the Spectrum Center, home of NBA's Charlotte Hornets, scored the worst. 92% of the vendors being issued high-level violation notifications. They were followed by the now-closed Palace of Auburn Hills, that's where the Pistons played, and the American Airlines Center in Dallas. Ooh, that's not good. Uh, with 83.8 cents. I mean, there's a lot going on at the American Airlines Center. And there's a lot going on at all these venues. Um, the opposite side of the spectrum, Oracle Arena, Golden State Warriors, NBA, was the cleanest. All right, nice. State Farm Arena, Atlanta Hawks, NBA, and NRG Stadium, Houston Texans, at 4.1 and 4.4, respectively. So congratulations. In total, 28% of the stadiums in North America had health violations at over half of their vendors, but 73 uh, performed as well or better than the community surrounding them in terms of food safety. So there you go. Don't worry about it. So there's a little rat here and there. (laughs) Yeah, there's a rat droppings. It's mostly about licenses, those. There was no mention of, well, we're going to try to get rid of these rats. It was like, yeah, those guys uh, just talk about the just talk about the the certificates. That's all. Just talk about those. Don't mention don't mention anything about the rats or the rat droppings or anything like that. Just talk about how they didn't have their paperwork up to date. Okay, all right, good. Don't no, I don't want to talk anymore about the 129 violations at 29 concession stands, including a couple of dead rats and rat droppings. I don't want to talk about that just talk about the paperwork that wasn't signed okay all right good thank you and as always you can email the show chewing the fat at the blaze.com anytime uh, i appreciate seeing all your emails about stories and i'm thinking of you like the email i got from mark who says i was just thinking of you about this guy setting the guinness world record and so this guy uh a man Uh, breaks the guinness world record for wearing the most lanyards around his neck (laughs) now it's a beautiful picture of him sitting there with the most lanyards around his neck the illinois man uh is added to the guinness world record to his collection when he wore 509 lanyards around his neck 509 lanyards around his neck. The record attempt was a tribute to the healthcare system that he works at. Uh, okay, great. Thank you. Oh, he also raised money for a local nonprofit. Well, good for him. Good for him. His other previous records include most ultrasounds completed in a month and the longest distance walking barefoot on Lego bricks. Okay, so congratulations to this Illinois man, Sonny Molina, uh, who is now the Guinness World Record for the most lanyards around his neck. I feel like I might be able to pull that one off. 509 lanyards around your neck. It's an awful lot, man. And it looks like he's got, got them set up around his neck so it's different lengths. So you're coming up, uh, you know, as you get 
higher up, you're going to have to have shorter lengths around your neck. Got to be heavy, though. But he couldn't do 5'10". <laughs> At 509, it was finally enough. Oh, okay. That's what I'm not gonna not not another lanyard. Not another lanyard. That's it, I'm out. So congratulations to Sonny for being a world record holder for the most lanyards around a person's neck and most ultrasounds completed in a month and the longest distance walking barefoot on Lego bricks. It doesn't say how long that is though. Okay, well, he has a bunch here. He's got, uh, he's been setting records left and right. <laughs> and he's been doing it barefoot. Okay, so he's got uh, most marathons completed in a month by a male. Uh, another one was, it was 16. Another one was for most half marathons completed in a month, barefoot, 16. A third was for the most half marathons run barefoot on consecutive days, 11. Uh, the records are unofficial until they're verified from Guinness. Yeah, 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 blah, blah, blah. And it's a miracle. I ran barefoot. I was running in shoes, and shoes sucked. So his record for walking barefoot over Legos is 8.9 kilometers. So 5 miles, 5.5 miles over Legos barefoot, that's doing some distance. I'm not going to try to beat that one. I don't know that I do. I don't know that I want to, but congratulations to Sonny and, and your world records. But, uh, no, I am not, uh, uh, I might do it with shoes. Is that a record? The most miles walked over Legos barefoot in shoes. Yeah. I like that. I like that. All right. I'm going to leave you with uh, I know I got to get out of here. Uh, you got stuff to do. I got stuff to do. Maybe you're doing your stuff while you're listening to Chewing the Fat. Thank you. I appreciate it. Uh, but I've been laughing all weekend over this stupid joke. And it's kind of a joke of the day, but it isn't really a joke of the day. It's something that you can, you know, maybe tell your kids when you have them, you know, when they ask, hey, how was how your day going? How was your day going? Or someone asked you at, uh, at the pharmacy, so how was your day going? Here's a good answer for you, okay? So, how is your day going? Well, pretty good. You know, it started out okay. I found a, I found a hat with a bunch of money in it. And then it turned to crap because all of a sudden I'm being chased by a guy with a guitar. I can't figure it out. You know you're going to use it. You know you are. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.